Welcome to Tax Strategy Digest, where we explore the fascinating world of finance. Join us as we dive into the stories, insights, and experiences of experts, thought leaders, and everyday people who are making a difference in this field. Through engaging conversations and thought-provoking discussions, we'll take a deep dive into the latest research, trends, and innovations shaping finance. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn something new on this exciting journey with us. Today, our guest is Jesse Fuchsia. Jesse was a college kid who recently grew a seven-figure real estate portfolio, and he has transformed into an industry-leading LinkedIn ghostwriter. Jesse, great to have you, and thanks for joining us on this episode today. Paul, I'm I'm pumped to be here, dude. You're a guy that I know crushes it in the space, and you know we became connected to each other through LinkedIn and stuff like that, dude. So it's fun to connect with other young entrepreneurs that are out there getting after it, hustling and crushing it every week, like you are, dude. So I'm pumped to be here, dude, and excited to add value to your listeners in any way that I can. Totally, totally. Well, let's jump into it. Tell us, uh, tell us, obviously, a little bit about your story. There's a there's a good reason I reached out to you and I wanted you to come on here because I knew that you could provide just. Uh, a whole lot of value and especially as a younger guy learning learning the ropes um really on your own i think that a lot of people are going to be able to benefit from this so tell us about your story yeah so originally i'm born and raised in upstate new york that's where i'm from um i went to college up there and i did army rotc in college and so the army paid for my schooling and then i commissioned into the army as an officer afterwards once i graduated but I was moving off campus. This was like 2015 or something like that. I think I was like a sophomore into my junior year or whatever. But I was moving off campus and I was looking for places to live and whatnot. And all the places were like just typical college, um, you know, slum houses, you know, rat holes, whatever you want to call them. So my father and I had this idea. We we're like, hey, what if we bought a house together and uh, I'll live in the house, you know, I'll manage and operate it. And um, obviously I'm a college kid. I don't have any, you know, cash for the down payment at that time. But my father obviously does. So um, I looked at it as like an income producing opportunity that would benefit both of us in the long run. So that was in 2015. We bought my college house. I moved into it. I rented it to all my army buddies. And then over the next um, five, six, seven years, I helped him scale that portfolio to today it's about 50 total beds that we rent to college kids in upstate new york that's super profitable and crushes it and is at 100 percent occupancy and, and does really well in that niche um over the last couple of years uh, i would say two three years ago i began making the jump to commercial real estate um, we started syndicating and jving uh, rv parks mobile home parks and uh, self-storage facilities uh, which have been another amazing, incredible opportunities to get after really kind of more niche assets other than, you know, your typical multifamily or uh, something along those lines. And um, those were great learning experiences, opportunities that we can't wait to continue to expand on over these next couple of years. And then I would say probably about two years ago, I was again in this predicament, like I was in this problem set where I'm like 25 years old, I don't have this million dollar network to start raising millions of dollars for these deals. And I'm like, where else can I find equity at? And I turned to social media and I was like, there's definitely opportunity here. I'm not sure on, you know, places like LinkedIn and stuff like that people are targeting, but I was like, LinkedIn is a place where savvy, you know, professionals congregate. Like there's definitely high net worth people here. There's definitely equity on this platform, but I don't see anyone like really targeting it on like a daily basis. So I began this process super slowly in like 2021 of writing on LinkedIn every day, um, you know, building my brand, uh, connecting with investors. And 
really quickly within like six months or so, or within three to six months, I started finding traction, people reaching out to me, accredited investors, like, Hey, Jesse, like, I never knew you could passively invest in real estate, you know, can I invest in or can we connect and build this relationship? And can I invest in one of your future opportunities, if it's the right fit? So that kind of blew up overnight. And that was like crazy. I had no idea that leveraging social media that you could raise millions of dollars on it, which was just such a powerful brand building, you know, perspective for a dude like me in my 20s. Um, and then six or seven months ago, you know, I found another opportunity where we began ghostwriting for other uh, real estate professionals, helping them, um, people who don't have the time or the energy or kind of the know with all to write the content to drive, you know, more leads, more investors, um, things, you know, kind of like that. So we started ghostwriting for other real estate professionals um, to help them also achieve the same results that I've achieved over the last several years. So it's been a really awesome ride. Uh, it's been crazy over these last, you know, a couple of years, but excited to uh, keep going here and, and keep kind of building the stream as a young entrepreneur and sprinkling all in there is my military career, which is my W-2 that's been going on all the way. And my background's in special operations. I was a U.S. Army Ranger and been all over the world uh, with those guys and in a lead organization like that, which has been super uh, fulfilling as well. So uh, a lot there to unpack, Paul. I don't mean to hit everyone at it at once, but uh, wherever you want to kick it off, dude, just you know, let me know. So no, I love it. So I think first and foremost, um, myself and all the listeners, thank you for your service. Um, that's definitely the first thing. And then um, I do want to come back a little later on and circle back into the ghostwriting and um, how you've really built your brand on LinkedIn. But um, why don't we start with some of the real estate? So. Um, you said that it started off, you were in college and you and your dad, you guys bought that first home. Have you found that having those beds that you're renting out to college um, students, is that uh, a lot more, maybe not even profitable, but um, a lot more consistent than than other investments, than maybe your other alternative investments, such as the, um, such as the self-storage units or, mm -hmm. or whatever that might be? Uh, what's kind of the balance you guys have found that that works really well? Yeah, student housing is super um, consistent, very profitable niche that not a lot of people think about. And it's really been booming here over the last few years. And with these particular opportunities that we purchased in New York, um, these were duplexes that I'm saying like four bedroom, one bath upstairs, four bedroom, one bath unit downstairs. And we took these duplexes and we flipped them into student housing where now we've taken this duplex and basically we're renting it like an eight unit apartment building almost where we're renting it by the bed to college kids instead of charging you know we probably could have gotten like um 1500 a unit back then in like 2015 but now we're renting four beds at 500 a bed per month so now we're getting 2000 in theory 2000 a unit um you know it's it's really interesting it's a great space to get ahead as well we're kind of investors who we invest a lot of money into the properties you know we're putting stainless steel appliances into them we're putting unique um fixtures in them as well and when the college kids walk in it's like wow this is crazy i've visited you know five shitholes today and this is like a class a uh property so you know it drives the bottom line we don't do any marketing it uh it's all word of mouth and it's because of the product that we supply uh is better uh, than the competition at a price that beats the competition. And when you're competing against slumlords, it's pretty easy to stay 100% occupied, um, you know, 100% of the time. But, you know, student housing is is a great asset class out there. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are 
intrigued by it. Um, I think that education will always be something that's in demand. You know, there'll always be kids going away to college, um, you know, for the next who knows hundred years or whatnot, but um, it's an asset that will always be there. And there's a great opportunity and something else to kind of talk about with that asset as well is the fact that, you know, a lot of our tenants aren't the ones who pay the rent. It's really their parents. So it's easier for us to kind of collect the rent and um, to have more predictable collections and cash flow would probably be the better way to, to say that. Um, because really we're not chasing after, you know, 18 year old John Doe or, you know, it, it's his mother and father that are helping him pay the rent at the end of the day. So, yeah. And one big concern I always hear about student housing. Um, so I don't know if you've had this problem, but, um, what I've heard is that there is a lot of, um, damage done to the properties or, you know, security deposits, you know, they obviously get used and now they need a lot more because the, the rooms have been absolutely destroyed. The the kitchen, the furniture, whatever you guys provide, you know, maybe it's uh, just the stove and the microwave, but those have been brutally destroyed. Um, have you guys found anything like that where it's just, you know, um, significant damage to the property or has it been relatively um, okay? Yeah, I think that there's a couple of ways to look at this. Like, absolutely, we've had like, uh, you know, pieces of crap who destroy the property and whatnot. That's like in every asset class that has, you know, that small group of people. But, you know, investors like us who invest into the properties and take good care of them, we found that when we do things like that, when we hand the kids like a good property that's well-maintained, there's kind of like this pride of ownership where it's like, this is already a nice place. I want to keep it a nice place. And they want to almost maintain it themselves. So what that attracts, though, is because we put so much money into these properties is we attract a higher quality tenant than maybe a college kid who's, you know, uh, you know, doing drugs and just flunking out of school and doesn't even go to class. Those aren't the quality of tenants that we attract because we put so much quality into our um, our assets. But there's there I know so many stories out there of landlords who have lost money and are hemorrhaging cash because of expenses of repairs and stuff like that in the asset class. You know, if you're going to get into student housing and you're just going to be a slumlord, um, my recommendation would just go be a slumlord in multifamily and then you can rent to families and it'll, it'll just be easier. If you're going to get into student housing, like if you really want to get ahead and make as much money and be profitable like we do, like put the time and the effort into the properties and the bottom line will show it itself. I mean, we've been 100% occupancy, 100% collections for the last seven years straight through COVID. And it's because wow. of the type and quality of tenant that we attract because that's another big fear a big rebuttal i get on student housing is like the whole covid thing and you know we weren't affected by it but that's probably why we place so much value into our properties and whatnot because we're attracting the higher quality tenant the higher quality tenants gonna in theory have parents who are of you know um higher net worth or higher you know who can keep paying the rent through something like covid and therefore we stayed at 100 percent you know collections the entire time Nice. And then you, you just mentioned COVID. How did that um, impact not only, so you said it didn't really impact um, the student housing. What about your other investments, the things like the uh, mobile home parks, the, uh, the, the, what are they called? The self-storage um, yeah. company. How, how did that affect it? Yeah. I mean, we did well through all of it. I mean, I think we were super blessed and thankful that we bought good assets and good areas that continued to thrive even during that time of, you know, um, rent control or suspended rent or whatever they were doing back then. I mean, we had really near no issues. And I think at the end of the day, again, it just comes down to the foundation of like, 
we put a lot of money into these properties and our goal really at the end of the day is to continue to provide a safe, secure, clean place for people to live. And when you attack with those three kind of pillars um, or you lead with those three types of pillars, then, you know, there's no way to go wrong. You're going to continue to attract really good people who want to be in your properties, who want to pay money, who have pride of ownership. And if you don't, you know, lead with those three pillars and you're going to attract the opposite and they're going to be the people who destroy the properties who never pay their rent on time who are headaches every day who sue you who do all these stupid things that are are just keeping you awake at night so yeah and that kind of leads me to thinking so for for someone who's looking and listening right now if they are someone who maybe they're a high w2 earner they want a very hands-off approach um, what, what route would you recommend for them? Would, would it be something like college housing? Would it be investing in, um, something that's a self-storage unit? Is it working with a syndicator? I mean, what's the, what's the best way for them to maximize their time, um, and remain as efficient as possible? Yeah. When I talk to people like this all the time, I think the biggest decision that people have to come to is, Really, with real estate investing, there's there's two paths in my mind that you can go down. You can be active, or you can be passive. And I think that active wise, how I got started, you know, you're a landlord at the end of the day. We manage these houses ourselves. Um, you know, you're a landlord. You're doing the maintenance. You're fixing the toilets. You're doing all these things, and that's a great way to get started. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's how I got started. Um, not everybody has the opportunity to invest the time and effort into that route. But, um, you know, I would do the analysis on someone's end and be like, hey, is this something that I want to do? Do I want a house hack? Do I want to move into this duplex and I'm going to rent one side and I'm going to manage the other? You know, it's a great way. It's a great slow way to get super rich over a long period of time, which is awesome. You know, the other route that I would point people down is, you know, do you want to be a passive investor? Do you want to passively invest with a syndicator like myself who does all the sweat equity, does all the work? manages the property and just gives you the cash flow on a monthly or quarterly basis, whatever the deal dictates. You know, for a lot of people out there, that route makes a lot more sense. You know, they're working 50, 60, you know, maybe 70 hours a week. They've got the family. They've got a bunch of different obligations. They're looking for maybe a return structure that beats the traditional stock market um, historically and could be a great alternative investment with awesome tax benefits and stuff like that, you know. So when I'm doing the analysis or when I'm talking through with people, I'm always like, hey, you know, I think you got to, you know, view what your goals are. What are you trying to accomplish? And then backwards plan off that. Do you want to be getting calls? You know, I was getting calls at 2 a.m. I still get calls at 2 a.m., you know, but that's like the path I wanted to go and to learn and stuff like that. That doesn't make sense for everybody out there. So, you know, I would figure out what your end state is, what you want to accomplish, and then backwards plan off that. Do I want to be active? Do I want to be passive? And then just figure out like, hey, you know, if I want to be passive, I'm, I'm looking for opportunities with these types of returns, you know, let me network with the right sponsors that can achieve that. Nice. Okay. And um, kind of on a similar note here. So a lot of the people listening right now are, um, yes, they are a lot of uh, W-2 high wage earners, but there's also a lot of uh, commercial real estate, um, as well as just individuals who are involved in any sort of real estate. Um, I know you're you're segueing a little bit into helping others build their brand. So I do want to talk about that. How have you been helping uh, real estate professionals and really just professionals um, overall on LinkedIn build their brand? 
Yeah. So again, to kind of hit on a couple quick things here, like this all started like a couple of years ago when I started writing online and I'm a huge believer that finding a way to harness the internet and to grow on the internet is going to be like the future of this industry. Like if you're out there listening and you're 65 years old or you're out there listening and you're 25 years old, it doesn't matter. You need to be able to grow a brand on the internet if you want to survive in this industry over the next five to 10 years. If if you're like, hey, I'm not going to grow on the internet, you're going to get wiped out by those of us who do because it's the future of brand building in commercial real estate. So that's kind of like the big thing that I want to just communicate to. I communicate to everyone when I talk to them on a daily basis. Like if you're not growing a brand on social media and the internet, then you're going to get passed by by those of us, just like yourself, me, several other, you know, 100,000 people out there who are growing on the internet today because you've never had any more reach or digital reach than before right now. I think total today, there's like 4.9 billion people on the planet that have access to the internet. It's more than ever before. It's literally over half the planet's population. You know, if you're achieving success right now by not building an online brand, you know, my, you know, word to you would be imagine if you were. Like, imagine if you were kind of growing that brand. And that was like the idea that I had back in 2021. It was like, you know, I don't have this million dollar network right now. I'm 25 years old. But what I can do is I can start building a brand into that million dollar network and start sharing all these stories and connecting with people. And that's exactly what's happened over the last, you know, 12 months or so is I've continued to grow my brand, you know, on a daily basis on LinkedIn. And that's continued to compound and grow into kind of building seven figure relationships with people who pass me deals, people who want to invest in my deals, you know, people DMing me, Jesse, I want to learn more about what you're doing. How can I, you know, invest in your next opportunity? I mean, literally hundreds of leads a month coming into my inbox by kind of building my brand on social media. So I, I talk to people every day, Paul, who are like, Jesse, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't need to build a brand online. Like, and it's like, dude, do you really think the internet is like going away? It's like, it's literally growing like in compounding every single month. Like Meta invested a billion dollars earlier this year into like artificial intelligence and stuff like that. Like, what do you think the future is going to hold? Like, the, we're not going to wake up tomorrow and not the internet's not going to be a thing. So, um, I, I would tell any investor out there if you're an investor, if you're an owner or whatever, you know, building a simple brand on the internet in 2023 could be the greatest investment that you ever make in your business. I agree. I agree. And I saw something the other day, um, on LinkedIn and it was basically, uh, it was basically a post and it just talked about, hey, look, I got, you know, 2000 impressions on this post. Mm -hmm. That's like the difference between me writing this and me making 2000 phone calls to touch yeah. on 2000 people is three weeks of my life. If I don't sleep, eat, shower, do anything else, if I'm just making phone calls. So the that's the power of, of social media right? You know, it takes you five minutes to, to write up your poster. If you're really getting good at these posts, you know, you're probably putting a lot more effort in it than just five minutes. But uh, you get kind of what I'm trying to say. It's that you can reach such a large audience in such a shorter amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could wake up every day and speak to a stadium of people. You know what I mean? Like I'm at that point now where like an average post for me does like 20,000 impressions. It's like, well, now I wake up every day and I'm Picture me at like a massive stadium, just speaking to people about, hey, follow Jesse Fuchsia. I have all these great opportunities or here's like all the lessons I've learned. Here's how you can learn more. And um, 
again, what other modem has that ability to do that? Like, I don't really think there is, you know, other than harnessing the internet and social media. So people, people who leverage, who use what I call digital leverage over the next, you know, one year, two years, three years are going to be the ones who are successful long-term who drive more revenue for their businesses. And the people who don't use the digital leverage are the ones who will fail and not drive nearly as much revenue as they could because they're just not harnessing what is, in my opinion, the greatest asset in the world right now that connects everyone, and it's the internet. Definitely. And um, in just a few minutes, let's talk about uh, FinGhost, what you're doing with that, how you're really helping people. But um, before we do that, for, for anybody who maybe they're really just starting out, they're starting out with their own business, um, maybe they're not at that point yet where they need someone to take it off their hands because they still do have the time for it. What are some what are some ways that they can um, add value to others that they can gain a little bit of a following? They can start to build their brand. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people out there are in this boat who are just trying to get their feet wet and figure out, you know, what's the next step I should go. And I think, you know, when I was going back, going back to 2021, when I was getting started, you know, I picked a platform for me, it was LinkedIn, because I like writing, um, you know, more short form type stuff, LinkedIn, Twitter, both really good for that. And, um, you know, I, I would pick a niche and an audience that you want to target, you know, figure out who that is. If it's, you know, business owners, if it's real estate investors, if it's really niche it down, it's real estate investors from 35 to 45 who live in Dallas, Texas, or whatever, you know, that might be that you figure it out. Um, and then I would start creating daily content, you know, four to five times a week, um, writing and speaking to this audience directly, you know, lead with value, add tips and tricks and lessons learned from your journey that you can express to help somebody else with. Um, and we're, we're all in this boat right now where, um, we have so much to write about when it comes to lessons learned. Like I get hit all the time, Paul, with like, Jesse, you have a million dollar story. I don't have a million. I don't have anything to write about. Like, no, dude, that's so not true. Let me tell you, we all have million dollar stories. You just got to like go back into your history and be like, oh, dude, I remember this time when I was talking to this broker and the broker like laughed at me on the call and like hung up on me. Like, that's a good post idea right there. Like, go write about that because that's going to add value to somebody else that's out there. So, you know, a couple, you know, three, four tips, steps that a new, you know, brand builder person starting out there and, you know, pick a platform niche down your audience as much as you can. The more you niche down, the better it'll be. Um, because the kind of the more clear you can speak to that audience, which is going to make them want to engage with you. It's going to make them want to follow you even more or, or invest with you or purchase your products or whatever. And then consistently do it. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You know, for the first six months of posting, Paul, I got barely any traction. Yeah. And a lot of people, like 99% of people, in my opinion, quit in that dark tunnel period of that first six months because they just can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But we've all been in that tunnel. Like I'm in that, I've been in that tunnel. Thousands of other great creators have been in that tunnel. The only difference between the 1% and the 99% is that the 1% just continued to post and never quit. So if you're out there and you're like, Jesse, I'm trying, but I'm, I'm not gaining traction. Like my only advice to you would be keep trying new things. Don't be afraid to pivot. If you're doing a specific style of posting, try something different um, that can maybe spark something or give you some different ideas or something along those lines. And then keep going is if you don't quit, you will never fail in this game of content creation because that's the only way to fail in my opinion. So. No, totally. I love that. And I, the, my favorite thing that you said is 
yeah, you're in the tunnel. And if, you know, if you keep, if you don't keep going, you're never going to see the light at the end of it. So yeah. it's, um, it, it's really just a, a game. And this is what I've found as well. I'm a little bit newer on the content creation than I think you are. You've been doing it a little bit longer. Um, but like you said, I, I didn't see any results in the first six months. Um, no. I, I really saw nothing. I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And then I'm about six, seven months in right now. And mm-hmm. um, it's skyrocketed. The, yeah. the amount that Dude, I know your content is doing good. Finally. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you finally start seeing some of the light and you're like, oh, there it is. It's over <laughs> there. I just got to keep going. And yeah. uh, it's really exciting. Like you get excited once it starts to catch on. Um, and for me, the biggest thing has really just been interacting with other people. And I, as well, I chose LinkedIn as the platform that I use. I'm not doing the whole, uh, you know, Twitter or now it's threads. It just, threads, yeah. um, but I, I've really found that consistency, especially. Um, so I'm really glad you brought that up. That consistency is everything. Yeah. And when you start finding that light at the end of the tunnel, dude, my only advice would be double down on what's working. You know, 10x that. If there's like a specific style of posting or type of story, or when I use words like this in the post, like be able to identify those patterns and then double down and write 10 more posts that are of similar size content format to what did really well for you. It's pretty funny. I saw something the other day that uh, I don't know if anybody watching this, if if they watch Mr. Beast, I'm sure their kids do. Um, mm-hmm. But you and I were a little younger. I'm sure you know who Mr. Beast is. And Mr. Beast, for anybody who doesn't know, he's like the number one YouTube content mm-hmm. creator in the world. He's valued his social media platform somewhere like $10 billion, um, just simply because of his reach. And um, I saw something the other day that said, every single one of his videos and every cut starts with the same words. And it's always, this is every single time, because I don't know why, but he's tested it, trialed it out and it gains the most traction. So just like you just mentioned, find something that works for him. He found that one thing that worked and just doubled down on it and annexed yeah, it and uh, really been able to grow. Yeah, dude, I'm a huge fan of him. And, uh, yeah, it just takes time. It takes time. It takes a lot of trial and error in that first six months. Try a lot of different stuff. I'm still trying stuff. I still have posts that flop all the time as I'm continuing to try to improve my game and see is there something else out there that could do and crush even better than what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean? So if you're having issues, if you're doing a lot of trial and error, keep going. That's the best way to learn. We're all in the same boat. It just takes time and traction takes time. The algorithm takes time. It's not, you know, you're not going to be a a LinkedIn star in one week. So keep going. Totally. And then uh, let's talk about FinGhost. Let's, let's do this. So tell us about kind of what an ideal, um, the ideal goals of someone who wants to grow with you, what does that look like and how are you helping them? Um, and, and then after that, maybe we'll jump into some some client results and maybe some of the benefits that you guys have seen in the past. Yeah, absolutely. So someone who wants to work with us or, you know, who needs a ghostwriter is, you know, a, you know, a seven figure business owner who is looking to drive more leads on social media through LinkedIn or Twitter. And basically how the ghostwriting works is like I would interview you, Paul, I would extract all your data, you know, all the amazing stories that make, you know, Paul who you are. And then I would write the content for you. And what's kind of unique about it is it's in your voice. It's your content. It's your story. It's just scripted and and formatted and 
the correct verbiage is used that I know is going to drive the post to go viral because I've done that several times, you know, for myself and for all my clients. So really the ghostwriting is for, you know, a high net worth individual who doesn't have the time or the energy to create that brand, who's looking to outsource it to someone else who can drive him hundreds of leads a month, you know, DMs, followers, everything, email subscribers, selling more products, um, whatever your goal is in a to target that target audience that we can achieve for you. So it's been really awesome. It's been a, a crazy unique experience that, you know, my buddy and I founded here over the last six to seven months, but we've driven some amazing results for clients. We've had clients hit multi-million impression months um, on LinkedIn, and we've had clients, you know, sell tens of thousands of dollars of products, um, you know, depending on what their offer size and whatnot is, raise, you know, significant equity for their, uh, deals we've had you know amazing stories 200 dms in a single month asking to invest in their deals and whatnot um we've achieved all of these real client results for people by just because you know we've done it ourselves um i'm not i always tell people i'm not a freelance writer by trade i'm a real estate investor by trade i've done all these things myself i know how to do it you know you could go out there and hire a marketing company um, Paul, to write your content. But the problem with that is you're going to get some college kid who doesn't even know what an interest rate is, who doesn't even know what a uh, triple net lease is, who doesn't even know what a um, you know multifamily apartment building is. He's going to be asking you all these questions where I already have the insights to the industry. I've achieved the results that you want to achieve. The only difference now is I'm taking the results that I've achieved for myself and I'm replicating them for you in your voice. So it's been a really unique, you know, awesome opportunity. And and like I said, for the person out there who, you know, maybe doesn't have the time, you know, doesn't have the know-it-all to, you know, invest six months into the dark tunnel or 12 months or whatever, who wants immediate results in the first 30 days, that's kind of our offer and what we achieve for people. And it's been a great opportunity that's helped dozens of people. And, you know, we're continuing to grow it here over the next year. And, and we're super excited to continue to help people grow their brand on, what is kind of the greatest asset in the world, the internet. I agree. Uh, I love that. And it sounds like to me, you guys really just help people break through that learning curve. I mean, it's more of a straight line instead of a, Hey, let's figure out how to use LinkedIn and, you know, play with it, try out my new posts. You're giving them kind of a formula that already works. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of people who maybe are a little bit older out there who, you know, struggle on the internet or struggle on social media, they don't really understand the algorithms or the correct verbiage to, you know, that's going to drive the algorithm. Just like we were talking to Mr. Beast, you know, example there, he's a younger dude like you and I, there's a lot of older people out there who maybe don't know or understand how that works. And we're really good at fitting with those people, um, blowing their brands up, doing all the work for them. And they sit back and just collect the results at the end of the day you know, which is revenue in their pocket, more leads, you know, more email subscribers and, and whatnot. So yeah, it, it's been a phenomenal opportunity. We've driven, again, multi-million impression months for a couple of our clients. We've had several posts, you know, hit uh, 200,000 plus impressions, you know, viral, um, you know, on a weekly basis for some of our clients and whatnot. And we're excited to continue to achieve those results and help more people who want to build their brand and uh, succeed on the internet. So yeah. Jesse, I love it. Um, and as we start to wrap up here, I, I like to ask everybody on my podcast the same question. So I want to know, um, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Why did you start getting invested in real estate? 
And uh, anybody who follows you, I think might know part of the answer because you do post about it pretty often. But um, if anybody doesn't follow you or anything like that, go ahead and share that with us now. Yeah, absolutely. I think the big why for me is, you know, it's not about, you know, commas or zeros in a bank account. It's about creating a financially secure lifestyle for myself and my family and the people that I love. And really, that's kind of the huge why I hope, you know, I'm putting in all this work now in my 20s and what's about to be my 30s here in a couple of years. But, you know, I'm more than willing to do that if it means the next five decades that my family is secure and safe from a financial perspective. And I think there's no greater value than that than going to bed every night knowing that like, hey, I don't have to worry about, you know, the next paycheck or anything like that. I've created a machine that makes money while I sleep, that monetizes while I sleep, that churns every single day, whether I show up to the office or not. And creating that machine, I think will be the greatest you know, invention and the greatest idea that I've ever had and, and feed my family for not just decades, but centuries to come. And, and that's really the goal at the end of the day is to achieve that and help other people achieve the same, you know, through investing in real estate and through brand building. And there's plenty of money in this world to go around for everyone, for us all to be successful and helping people realize that is, is kind of really, you know, it's a passion. So. Awesome. Well, I love it, Jesse. Thanks so much for, uh, coming on and joining. It has been a pleasure talking with you. I always, uh, I always really enjoy it. I'm going to put the link to your LinkedIn and your website down below. Is there any other way uh, that anybody should contact you either about FinGhost, if they want to learn about some of the projects you're working on with real estate? No, man, I would just say, shoot me a DM on LinkedIn and hit me up, dude. And Paul, it's, it's a pleasure being on today. You're a dude that I love, you know, watching your content. And when I see dudes who break through the dark tunnel and continue to pivot and like finally find that light, it's like, it's like, dude, that gets me fired up. So I, I love your content, man. I love everything you're doing, the leads that you're driving. The I know you're a marketing dude and you crush it anyway. So it's been a privilege being on here today and adding some value to your to your listeners and whatnot. And yeah, if anyone wants to learn more, just shoot me a DM and we can do a call and see if it's the right fit. But I've had a blast on here with you today, dude. So I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Of course. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Paul.